Well, good morning. I'm Donald Wayne, and this is Trice Talk Mini Pod for Saturday, March the 20th, 2021. Uh, it's a little after one o'clock in the morning, which is about the typical time for, for the Mini Pod series. <laughs> so um, it's been a busy week for us at Trice Talk, and of course, uh, in the news as well. Uh, some terrible news stories this week and and depressing news stories as well from other avenues uh, of government, especially relating to things going on in our southern border and uh, coming out of Washington, D.C. Uh, the other night at the um, at the close of. Um, Trice Talk on, on Thursday night, I mentioned that I'd be talking about an article uh, about anti-racist targeting their own neighbors. And that is exactly what I'll be talking about tonight. It's an article from uh, Mike Huckabee's morning edition from March the 18th. And if you listen to this uh, mini pod series, you'll know that a lot of times I'll pull articles from Mike Huckabee stuff. Uh, generally because he'll, uh, he does a morning edition, he does an evening edition and, uh, of a, uh, uh, newsletter more or less, and he'll do f- four five, six subjects sometimes on each one of those. And he'll do a summary of these different news stories. Now, sometimes he'll do a longer summary than others, but, um, and then sometimes they'll only maybe do a paragraph and then he'll give you a link to where you can go read the article. Well, he always gives you a link to where you can go read the article. But um, this particular article is one that he is a little bit longer for him than normal, but that's because the article itself that he took this from is much longer than than his summary. So um, anyway, this is um, the article is entitled Anti-Racist Target Their Own Neighbors Time to Strike Back. And Mike Huckabee starts out with, I've made it clear how I view identity politics and the anti-racist movement, that it's actually the most racist thing to come along in this country since the days of Jim Crow. So how far will anti-racists go to further their blatantly racist anti-white agenda. The Daily Wire has a must-read article. It's very long, but well worth your time about what a school district in Loudoun County, a D.C. suburb in uh, Virginia that happens to be the wealthiest county in America, is doing to try to shut down parents who disagree with their anti-racist curriculum in the schools there. Now, keep in mind that these are the people who work at high levels jobs in Washington, D.C., and tragically, they make up our elite leadership class in this country. Now, the article is by Luke Rosiak, who has investigated some important stories that the mainstream media totally ignore, such as the mystery surrounding the Pakistani family servicing the DNC computers. Now, I haven't heard that one, uh, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to look that one up after. Um, maybe I'll do it one night next week on a mini pod, but that sounds like something that uh, 
might have a little bit of uh, uh, suspense to it. But again, because of the length of the original article by Rosiak, I'm just going to utilize uh, Huckabee's summary for this episode. But at the end, I will give you the information so you can go back and, and, and look this up if you would like and read the entire article by Luke Rosiak. So Huckabee continues. In short, there's a private Facebook group called Anti-Racist Parents of Loudoun County, which also includes current and former teachers that has compiled a list of parent parents suspect of disagreeing with actions the schools have taken, including their teaching of controversial racial concepts. Now, their stated purpose, in part, is to infiltrate, use hackers to silence parents' communications and expose these parents publicly. Now, this is, this is what this face group, Facebook group is. That's their purpose. These anti-racist parents of Loudoun County, they feel like it's their job to infiltrate anyone who opposes what they're trying to do in the schools and they justify using hackers to silence parents' communications, and then they want to expose them publicly, let people know who they are and where they live, and they want to expose them as racist. They're doing this even though their communications include no evidence of racist behavior by the targeted parents. The parents were simply objecting to, wanting to debate about, or even just being neutral about critical race theory. Now, it's important to note that according to the critical race theory, this CRT as it's referred to in this article, anyone who objects to critical race theory questions critical race theory or is even neutral about critical race theory is a racist who then is automatically considered an enemy of critical race theory. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? So if you object to something, you automatically are the enemy and you automatically are a bad person if you have different thoughts other than their own or different beliefs other than their own. One critical uh, I'm sorry, one racial consulting firm. They have racial consulting firms in this country. The Equity Collaborative out of California was paid close to $500,000 by Loudoun's public school system, which has, according to the Daily Wire, flooded its curricula and policies with racial rhetoric. Members of the district staff are required to undergo equity in the center training to promote the idea of racial injustice and the urgency of making up for it. The urgency of making up for it. Gee, I wonder where that's going to lead. Some of the people in this Facebook group use pseudonyms, but the daily wire has identified them as being a who's who of the affluent. Ooh, I'm not sure what this word the affluent, <laughs> well, I'm, 
there's a word here that I uh, obviously didn't get right, but it's outside DC. Hmm. Okay. Including school staff and elected officials. Hmm. Not sure what that word is. I can't even, I can't even sound it out to, to make it make sense. Um, again, our leaders, they were looking for volunteers to help them with their activities, which a local pro CRT mom helpfully listed online. Um, now, once you especially pay note to uh, the second item that I'm going to be giving you in a minute, but the activities that uh, she was uh, supporting includes the following gather information, community mailing list, list of folks who are in charge of the anti CRT movement, list of local lawmakers, folks in charge. All right. The second thing on the item is infiltrate create fake online profiles and join these groups to collect and communicate information, basically spy on them, basically deceive them, make them think that they're part of the group. And, uh, really their only purpose there is to spy on them. Also hackers who can either shut down their websites. They want to shut down the websites using hackers or use the hackers to redirect them to pro CRT websites. Now what that, that almost sounds like some kind of espionage that you would see in some foreign country that we're trying to either help overthrow or change the government of, or, or, or it, it, it doesn't sound like something that you would expect to hear somebody openly say anyway, in this country. All right, the third item on, on this mom's suggestion list is spread information, expose these people publicly. Well, we're used to that with, with, with what they were doing the last four years with Donald Trump. Also create online petitions and create counter mailings. And the fourth thing on the list was find a way to gather donations for these efforts Volunteering is great, but these efforts can be costly and not everyone has extra funds readily available. So this mom wrote, I'm losing any hope that remaining civil towards these people changes anything. Avoiding these people isn't enough to stop the spread of their evil rhetoric. Now, so I have to stop here and comment on this crap. This mom, and I have to think that that word is used loosely. Uh, she is touting not only collecting information on those that oppose their agenda, but she is suggesting tactics used by the FBI, the CIA, and, and Homeland Security to infiltrate, join the ranks, and either shut their communications down or redirect people to other sites. In other words, disrupt any ability they have to communicate with each other. Who does this woman thinks she is? Who do these people think they are? 
that they can be the judge and jury against those that disagree with them, who gives them the final word on what is wrong or evil? What do you think would happen if this was a case of conservatives trying to shut down liberals with differing opinions? Every freaking mainstream media outlet would be crying foul. Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg would be screeching racism every day on The View. CNN and MSNBC would devote hours to coverage of a story like that. Freedom of speech does not just protect people who agree with each other. That would probably never need protecting. Freedom of speech protects everyone, but benefits those with differing opinions or opposing view more than it does the like-minded sheep on the left. Okay, back to um, <laughs> back to uh, Huckabee's summary. According to the critical race theory, saying that people should be judged by their character and not by skin color is evil rhetoric. Imagine that. The story out of Loudoun County is in some ways reminiscent of the witch hunts in Salem, Massachusetts, as a group of wealthy, obsessed suburban white women take radical measures against what they see as evil in their community. Fortunately, one of the parents in this school district happens to be a former Trump Justice Department spokesman, uh, Ian Pryor who appeared on Tucker Carlson's show uh, this past Wednesday night. And he said that the targeted parents have a name for the anti-racist of Loudoun County, which I like a lot better. He calls them Chardonnay Antifa. Well, that almost sounds like a little bridge group. Pryor said he found out through a reporter's inquiry that he personally had made their list twice. His two transgressions? He had gone to a school board meeting to speak about First Amendment concerns in the school. How dare he do something like that? And last October, he had written a strong op-ed in The Federalist about critical race theory being used in Loudoun County public schools. But writing this article doomed him. He said a neighbor alerted the group and put him on the list. I don't know what country this is. I don't know what neighborhood it is anymore, but I, I don't know how this is happening everywhere. He said everywhere in America. And that is why I think it is important for people to go out there and talk about this. It's problematic in Loudoun County, he added, because the Loudoun County attorney was actually in this group. Now, I don't know if she was participating in any of this, but she is a member of the group. He noted three ways for cancel culture Avengers to counter the cancel culture commando, uh, commandos, he calls them. Be fearless. Talk about substance and mock them when they needed to be mocked. 
which is kind of what, uh, when I was reading a Dr. Seuss, uh, article on Huckabee the other night, I think it was, it could have been last weekend, uh, when there was that parody at the end, um, that was very good about mocking the cancel culture on the left. So Huckabee goes on to say, my staff and I are all for using these three approaches as Avengers. And we particularly see the power in mockery, which has the added benefit of being highly entertaining. In fact, it was the Loudoun County that made that first made news for deciding to de-emphasize Dr. Seuss because of strong racial undertones. Well, there's a surprise. These anti-racists can't seem to comprehend that they themselves are racist of the highest order and are, as such, easily mocked by those who reject their perverted, toxic theories. It's just that so many of us have become terrified of cancel culture. Are leftists really going to cancel half the country? And Huckabee goes on to say, I, I think it's actually more than that. If we stand up to these people, are they really going to be able to cancel us? We can just as easily decide to cancel them. And that's what we have to do. And I, I, I have to note here because, you know, some, some, liberal, which probably don't have any liberals listening to any of Trice Talk's uh, programs, but uh, I want to say here, I do not believe that Huckabee is talking about canceling in a violent way. I think he's talking about reciprocation or like he said uh, earlier, being fearless and, and talk about substance in our conversations and mocking them. Um. So I think that's what he's talking about in canceling them, not doing anybody any harm because you know how people take things nowadays. A theme has certainly emerged this week. George Orwell and the 1984 with neighbors literally informing on each other, providing the latest similarity. The first two were disappearing language and high tech surveillance. And I believe we talked about both of those subjects this past week on Trice Talk. Um, maybe not in depth about the disappearing language, but we have talked about how uh, liberals and, and the cancel culture are trying to eliminate certain words from our vocabulary in this country and making it difficult, you know, to use these words in, in conversations with other people. Um, I think I talked about that on an episode about um, uh, breast milk or chest milk. One of those ridiculous things. But Huckabee goes on to say, we can no longer sit back and let these people fulfill their sick agenda. Don't let them get away with targeting those in their own community their own neighbors who have the courage to question and reject their horrified agenda. And that's pretty much it for, for his summary of that particular article. But I'm going to say it again. The freedom of speech is not just to say what agrees with others. 
It's the right to speak your mind, to have a different opinion, conflicting, if you will. That's why, in my opinion, liberals hate conservatives because they have resisted them all these years. Conservatives believe in rules, in values, in God, regardless of what what you call God in your particular religion. And conservatives believed in the Constitution. The Constitution is a barrier for liberals. It restricts their ability to to try and force everyone into conformity. There's too many rules in the Constitution. And they like to throw things at it like, well, it's an outdated document. You know, it's over 200 years old. How can you expect people to live by those same rules and standards today? Because really, they were pretty basic. They outline, you know, what American society should be about. And any flaws in, in, in American society, which there have been numerous since our inception. But the flaws are because of man and man's weakness and not because of the flaws in the Constitution. Um, now, you know, the only thing that I wish the Constitution... Well, there's several things I wish the Constitution had covered, but one of them in particular is term limits, and we've talked about that. That's one of the few things that I think that the Founding Fathers made a mistake on in in writing the Constitution, that they could not foresee the fact that some people would become accustomed to the power and the money and the prestige of being in an elected office in Washington, D.C., so much that they would let it corrupt them and then they would stay there for a lifetime. How can you get a sampling? How can you get new, fresh ideas in a body of people governing everybody if if you continually let the same people stay in there for 20 and 30 and 40 years? It, it doesn't make sense to me. So in that respect, I think, I think in my opinion, the founding fathers made a mistake and maybe they just, you know, didn't have a concept of people living long enough or, or even having a desire because originally remember they weren't even paying people, members of Congress. But once we started paying them and they figured out, Oh, we can make a lot of money. Oh, we can make a lot of money from lobbyists. Oh, we can make a lot of money for campaigning. Why would they want to leave? And I know people, do leave Congress. Not everybody stays until, until they get carried out on a stretcher, but far too many stay and far too many bad ones stay and far too many stay that, that really, I wish they would start. Here's a challenge for people. Do a report card on your congressman or your congresswoman or your congressperson, whatever you want to call them and, or your senator or senators do a report card on them. However long they've been in Congress, write down how many things they've accomplished for you. And if they've been in office 20, 30 years, I want you to list the things that they've done for you in your community or the list of things they've done. They said they were going to do and see what kind of grades you come up with. It's not about liking them, their personality or whether they're, you know, you're a Democrat and they're a Democrat. 
It's about whether they've done things that are beneficial for your community. You know, if, if they're in the house of representatives or if they're a Senator, if they've done things that benefit your state. And I would put the same challenge to the Republicans do the same thing. We know there's some Republicans that have not done their job and they need to go. And, and all the problems that we have experienced, especially with stuff like immigration is because the same tired old people have been in there and allowed themselves to, you know, make excuses for not ever getting anything done. It's always the other party's fault when they don't accomplish things like immigration reform. They say they want to rid the country of racism, prejudice, inequality, if you will. But what they fail to realize is you will always have people at the top that will always be better off than those below them. And it will be that way, even if they ever accomplish their goals. Some will live better than others. After all, someone has to be in charge, right? Just like they are now. All right. So that's pretty much on that subject tonight. I appreciate you spending some time with me tonight on uh, this episode of Trice Talk Mini Pod. And uh, I will have another episode tomorrow night, probably around the same time. And don't forget, Trice Talk Live will be back on again Sunday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're going to just kind of turn out the lights and move on. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you.